0: Thank you for joining us Courtside with Kurt. I'm news editor Jennifer Driscoll, and I am here with reporter Kurt Brown.
1: Hi, Jennifer. This is uh, Kurt Brown. It's nice to see you.
0: Nice to see you. Uh, Of course, it's not nice what we're going to be talking about. Uh Today, we're going to talk about the fatal crash that happened in New Bedford that involved uh, James Bennett Wura, 21, of Mm -hmm. Southeastern. This person was driving and hit a... uh, Parked, hit a car, killing a person in that car. Do you want to walk us through what happened?
1: Um, sure. There, the. I mean, the, this is just a, a very sad and a tragic um, incident. As uh, many of the incidents that we talk about are. Um, um, this is. Uh, um, A New Bedford woman who uh, was in her vehicle, Uh, her adult son was the front seat passenger in the uh, vehicle, and they were just innocently driving uh, along uh, Ashley Boulevard in the near North End, um, not very far from Cogswell Street. Uh, uh, That's a frame of reference for a lot of people. Uh, They were driving north on Ashley Boulevard and all of a sudden um, a rental car from Raynham was going west on Tallman Street and went through the stop sign um, at Tallman Street and Ashley Boulevard and struck the uh, victim's vehicle on the front, uh, on, on the uh, passenger side, front passenger door.
0: And she was killed?
1: She was, uh, um, she died en route to Rhode Island Hospital. Uh, her son uh, was
0: also uh, seriously injured was and taken to Rhode Island. very seriously
1: injured, and he was taken to Rhode Island. Um, according to Rhode Island Hospital, he has been released. But earlier, um,
0: so how did we get to that point?
1: So, um, so we won't uh, go from the very beginning. We'll go from uh, the intersection of uh, Route Six in Fairhaven and uh, Route uh, Two Forty, where um, the suspect um, Bennett. Wera, Wera, and a um, a passenger in the vehicle who is uh, who identify who is transgender, like him, and ad- identifies as a female. They were in a, a car that was rented by the defendant's friend. Uh, his driving ability is seriously called into question.
0: And that comes up in the police report.
1: Yes, it does, yeah.
0: With the uh, passenger in the car. Uh, she wanted desperately to get out of the car when this started. And she said to the police later in an interview that um, James, and we should back up for a second, James also go, is transgender and goes by Jana Love. So we will go forward using she. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is... The passenger says, oh, she's a terrible driver. Mm-hmm. and But we're not sure exactly what set off the Fairhaven police going after this car, right?
1: No, you're absolutely correct. Uh, and I think that was done purposely by the state police that filed these court documents uh, because there is a... Uh, Internal investigation that will be conducted by Fairhaven Police uh, into the in, into this pursuit, and there could be pending civil litigation too. Uh, so, um, a because
0: what we know is that in Fairhaven, undercover. An an
1: undercover Jeep. An
0: uh, undercover Jeep spots this car and starts following it.
1: But we don't know, but it's unclear as to why Why. they did. Uh, um, The defendant uh, becomes very nervous, uh, it would seem, from the police report, uh, and says, I'm not pulling over. Uh, I have warrants for my arrest, and I cut off my ankle bracelet. Uh, uh Uh-oh. So now she is driving north on Route 240, picks up uh, the highway 195 westbound heading to New Bedford, then drives into New Bedford with the Fairhaven undercover vehicle following them. Uh, it's noted in the police report that on 240 in Fairhaven, that the undercover vehicle is six car lengths behind them. Mm. Okay. Um, the pursuit goes into uh, New Bedford. It's recorded on videotape at several junctures in the pursuit uh, and it seems as though the Fairhaven cruiser is going between 20 and 30 miles an hour. Um, The suspect's vehicle um, comes to a point in uh, New Bedford where a New Bedford police officer is working a paid detail. Uh, The police officer comes out.
0: Now, what's he see? What triggers him?
1: He sees a very confused operator. So Uh,
0: he thinks... Uh, well, this person doesn't know where they're going. That because is Because he sees a car kind of weaving and trying to pass the other cars that have stopped. He doesn't
1: know anything. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know anything that the, about the ankle bracelet being cut off. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about the two outstanding warrants uh, for the defendant. He just he just is a good police officer and he just sees a problem weird happening. and it's going to address it. So he goes out there and he sticks out his hand and and... Next thing he knows, (laughs) the... uh, uh, He hears the
0: engine rev. He
1: hears the engine rev, and it's coming right at him, so...
0: he hops out of the way.
1: He takes protective action. He goes behind some (laughs) construction cones, Uh, but... uh, And then the next thing he sees is a Fairhaven undercover uh, cruiser uh, following the defendant's vehicle. So, intelligently, very alertly, he calls it in, that there's a pursuit going on. Uh, that's just the right thing to do, and now uh, we we mention this all the time uh, that there are if there are just so many surveillance cameras in New Bedford, so it,
0: well even. Uh, uh, going back a little bit Mm -hmm. from the whole journey Mm -hmm. uh, where the police report picks up seeing the Malibu at a McDonald's in Dartmouth. Mm -hmm. And then we find them on video in Fairhaven. Mm -hmm. But then in New Bedford, it's almost every street.
1: That's right. And, the fatal accident is. Uh, it seems to be captured on uh, on video. There is a private video of a of a um, little mini mart at the corner of Tallman and Ashley Boulevard that picks it up. There is also um, a a, um, a New Bedford city camera that picks up the uh, accident. Um, so you've got two cameras that record the accident. They they have the defendant's vehicle going through a stop sign, and about a second later, the uh, victim's vehicle uh, just driving along, and then the collision.
0: Mm. So. so then you also see on the video the Fairhaven yes, you do appears, and then later, few minutes or whatever, the new Bedford cop who almost was run over. He responds That's to the scene, too, because yeah. he hears the crash and mm-hmm. hears what's going on on the FIS
1: scanner. Mm. Um, so you have the Fahaven um, um, officer, detective who goes to render aid to the suspect's uh, vehicle. Uh, he The defendant is in the driver's seat. He walks over the passenger and gets out first. Um, the the detective is there to render aid, uh, and aids that person and aids the passenger in the vehicle,
0: and then they both run for it.
1: No, they both sit at the curb for a little while. Okay, and uh, the passenger, according to the police report, encourages him to flee, and uh, then uh-huh. he does.
0: So she takes off, Mm -hmm. and so that happens. It happened on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Right. And then we go through the weekend.
1: Right. The um, Massachusetts State Police uh, SWAT team becomes involved, Mm -hmm. and they, along with parole parole officers, corrections officers, um, Rhode Island State Police, uh, they apprehend... uh, The suspect uh, in Pawtucket at a private residence in Pawtucket. Now, the defense attorney for uh, Miss uh, for her, for Bennett Werner Werner uh, says that there were plans in the works uh, for for her to surrender. Mm-hmm. He said uh, mm-hmm. the defense attorney said that at the arraignment on Tuesday. So the defendant is. Captured in Rhode Island, um, so first she has to go to a Rhode Island court. She goes to Providence District Court. She waives rendition on a fugitive from justice charge. Um, she is returned to Massachusetts. From, um, yes, returned to Massachusetts from the ACI. Um, brought to New Bedford District Court where she is arraigned on manslaughter, motor vehicle homicide charges, and...
0: um, And several other
1: charges. And several other charges, yes.
0: Yes, so something interesting comes up here. As we've said, um, she's transgender, and her Mm -hmm. lawyer um, waives... The prosecution had wanted a dangerousness hearing, Mm -hmm. but the attorney... Uh, Agrees for his client to be held without bail so they don't have to go through with that.
1: Without bail, also without prejudice, which means that bail can be argued at a different time if the facts change in favor of the defense. So
0: along with that, uh, the lawyer, who's Kevin Reddington, Mm -hmm. also asked the judge that she not be sent to the Bristol House of Correction.
1: Correct. Because... Uh, (laughs) He said that um, she had a problem there. Uh, Kevin Reddington w- uh, did not clarify. Um, I asked him a couple of times about it, and he, he did was, say it
0: wasn't with the staff.
1: He said that uh, Reddington said that it was not with the staff, so it's clear that it was with uh, another uh, inmate. Uh, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't tell me what it was. Uh, the Mr. Rennington, uh, asked that, uh, his client to be taken to, um, a, a one or two, uh, uh, transgender units. He mentioned the South Bay unit, which is under the jurisdiction of the, of the Suffolk County House of Correction. And he also mentioned a transgender unit at the Dedham, uh, House of Correction. Um...
0: And as far as we know, the Bristol County House of Correction does not have a transgender unit.
1: As far as we know... But this is not the
0: first time this has come up.
1: That is correct. We had a fatal accident in Dartmouth uh, uh, that involved a transgender person who identified himself, I believe, as a man. Yes. Yeah, I believe yes. so, too. Um, so, now... Um, so I, I don't know if there is a transgender unit uh, at, um, uh, in the Suffolk County House of Correction or in the Dedham County House of Correction. I, oh, I don't know if it has a formal name of that. Uh, I think in Bristol County, um, someone who is transgender would be put into a medical unit. Mm-hmm. But I do not know if they, uh, if either Suffolk or Denham have um, units that are called uh, transgender units. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: we'll find out.
1: But we will, yes.
0: We'll ask the question. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about before we even get into this crash. Um, so she cut off her ankle bracelet. I want to talk a little bit about. How the Hinkle bracelet got there in the first place?
1: Uh, do you, why don't you the, Take discuss this one. The, Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so, this person, she's only 21 now, mm. and it wasn't that long ago. Mm. Um, in March uh, 2017, I uh, was given a two and a half year sentence uh, for carrying a dangerous weapon as part of a botched armed robbery. And was placed on probation for five years. Uh, So we went and we looked at our friends in Attleboro, the Sun Chronicle, for their coverage of that. And what it was was she went into a bank with a note demanding money, and the teller said something. We're not sure what, but the teller doesn't give her any money. Mm -hmm. So. She hightails it out of there and uh, gets into the getaway car. Hmm. And that's where problems really take off.
1: Yeah, and um, Mr. Reddington, who is, is a tremendous lawyer, uh, he has a gift for Gab. He said that, he told me that the, uh, his client went in, passed a note uh, to the teller, that uh, he was seventeen. At, uh, she was seventeen at the time. Very uh, young. Very young, but looked younger. Um, the, the defense attorney said that uh, after looking at his client, that the teller laughed, and uh not so, the reaction you were hoping for. Not the reaction, I'm sure. no, because you want to, you know, you want to create a sense of fear, so. She left the bank, it was a Rockland savings bank, Rockland Trust, and got into the, uh, the getaway, car
0: of a 32 year old.
1: The getaway vehicle. Quite a bit older. And they drove. Uh, and then uh, something else happens in that.
0: Yeah. So then um, a police chief, uh, which town was this? police chief in Attleboro Attleboro, uh, was coming back from lunch Mm. and saw this uh, happening. So he started pursuing the car for 15 miles. And some reports say that speeds went up to about 90 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. They went through Norton and into Taunton where the Taunton police chief got involved. And he disabled the car with a bunch of spikes.
1: That's correct. It's a strip. It's like a chain. Right. It's a strip they just throw across the road and if the tires hit it correctly it punctures the tires the the, the purpose or the uh, the goal is to disable the car
0: and exactly what happened and
1: that's exactly what happened
0: uh so then they were arrested the two people in the car mm. and but then the police chief from Attleboro also was disciplined by himself, by himself. And he worked unpaid for eight hours for violating his own department's policy about chasing.
1: That's correct.
0: It was just interesting. It's not similar, but that both of these cases do involve some kind of chase. Yes. Our case so far doesn't appear to be a high speed one.
1: Oh, and there's no evidence of that from, from the documents that are available.
0: And then before that, uh, she also had something on her record.
1: Oh, she, um, it's a case out of uh, Taunton District uh, Court. In fact, uh, Sean Gilderson, who's a uh, prosecutor in Bristol County um Prosecutes a lot of cases in New Bedford District Court and over in Fall River Superior Court. He prosecuted uh, that case, and
0: um, and that was in 2015.
1: Correct, and um, the, and she was found guilty of assaulting a family member,
0: and received an 18 month sentence for that one.
1: That's correct.
0: So this case is, it's just tragic on many levels. Mm -hmm. We have the defendant who's 21. uh, The adult criminal career began when she was about 17 Mm -hmm. or so. um, Has already served time. Twice. Twice. And gets involved in this. And then we also have the death of a mother while her son was in the car.
1: Right. And uh, at Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday's arraignment into Bedford District Court, Judge uh, Donbroth uh, listened to Attorney Reddington and said that he would recommend, that's the key word, uh, that uh, the defendant be sent to South Bay or to Dedham. Um, important distinction is that uh, the judge does not determine where the person is held.
0: Uh, so, who makes that decision? Uh,
1: it it would be made by um, Department of Corrections.
0: Hmm.
1: So, uh, we'll have to check back on that as to where she is being held.
0: So in the meantime, uh, what's next in this case? Uh,
1: well, this is a case that doesn't belong in district court just because... Uh, of
0: the manslaughter charge?
1: Uh, correct. Um, district court only has jurisdiction on cases where a sentence of two and a half years can be imposed. So at some point in the very near future, uh, most likely the... Uh, she will be. Uh, this case will be brought before the grand jury, and the, the grand jury will decide uh, whether to issue what is known as a true bill. And if that is the case, um, uh, the uh, the defendant uh, will be indicted, and the case will transfer to Superior Court in Fall River. All right. So So stay tuned. So so the next date for the case is um, May 22nd in New Bedford District Court. Uh, But maybe by that time uh, she will be indicted by a Bristol County grand jury and the case will be uh, under the jurisdiction of Fall River Superior Court. All right. Well, thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for your help on this one. a lot
0: to unpack in this one
1: there was yes and um this like we said this is a very tragic case on it's, so it's many horrible. levels yeah
0: well we'll continue to follow it we see will develops yes yeah. all right so thank you for joining us on courtside with kurt for more on this story you can follow kurt brown on twitter at kurt brown underscore sct or at southcoasttoday.com thank you
1: thank you